0: Grace and peace to you today. We're so glad that you're here uh, this morning. If you have a Bible, you might be opening it to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. We've already heard a couple of readings from this chapter, and we want to do one more. If you were not here last week, uh, you may want to pick up one of the postcards in the back that, that look like this. And it's just a reminder to you of what our mission is here at the LaGrange Church of Christ. We're going to talk more about this this morning. There's also another postcard in the back about an upcoming seminar next month, uh, Living as a Christian in a Secular World. I would encourage you to pick one of those up, and uh, you might pick up a couple extras. Give them to your friends, neighbors, if you can put them out at your work. Uh, That that would be a great um, thing as well. Luke chapter 15, we want to begin reading in verse 11, and he said, there was a man with two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house he he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said to him, You know, that, that single sentence invokes certain images in one's mind. And, and I would venture to say that, that everyone here knows that story about those pigs. We, we know that it's about three separate incidents, each involving, you know, a, a pig and the big bad wolf. And, and we know that those first two encounters, one with the house made of straw and the other with the house made out of wood, are preparing the readers for the third and final showdown between the pig who built his house out of brick and the wolf. Now this pattern of storytelling is a common one. It's called a a rule of three story. It dates back many, many, many years. And there are lots of stories, famous stories that follow it. There's the, the story of Cinderella who had... Two stepsisters. Uh, You can think about Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by three ghosts. You know, there's the famous uh, fairy tale, uh, Three Billy Goats Gruff. And you can find many stories that that, that fit this pattern. Well, well, Jesus was a master at many things, and and one of the things that he was a master at was he was a master storyteller. And He told many stories throughout His ministry. We often call them parables. The parable is simply a story with a point. And so Jesus tells them to teach His listeners something that He wants them to know. And in Luke chapter 15, Jesus uses three stories to teach us about the importance of mission. And even though these are separate stories, they can be told on their own, they're meant to be read together. And there's a common thread that unites all of them. And they're only properly understood when we look at them all together. And so before we get to these three stories, Luke gives us the setting in which the stories are told. And this is the the first clue to understanding their meaning. And this is how Luke 15 opens. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So here we learn that Jesus is speaking to two groups of people. One group is comprised of tax collectors and sinners. And so these were outcasts. They were considered unclean. And the tax collectors were were deeply hated. And for good reason. I mean, what they would do is they made their money off of poor people. In fact, some of them became quite wealthy doing this. You'll remember Zacchaeus, whom Jesus encounters in Luke chapter 19. He is a rich man. Well, how did he become rich? Well, he took money from poor people. And we learn in that chapter that he understood that this was wrong. He knew it was wrong when he was doing it. And so um, tax collectors did wrong. And the Jewish people had a legitimate reason not to like them. You know, we don't like the IRS today, but imagine if the IRS workers not only collected taxes from the government but they charged you more than what the government tax is in order to make their own income. That's what's going on in this day. And and, and some of these people were in deep poverty. And so the other group is the Pharisees and the scribes. And these were prominent Jewish people. Some of them were teachers. uh, Some of them were leaders. And they strove to follow God's law. And they were concerned about everyone else following God's law as well. And this group, we learn, is upset because Jesus receives and He eats with that first group. The scribes and Pharisees chose not to have anything to do with tax collectors and sinners. they, They did not want to risk being polluted by these bad influences. But but Jesus doesn't do this. Jesus, He goes out and He befriends them and He shares meals with them. Why? Well, it's because Jesus is a man on a mission. He is seeking the lost. He is serving others. He is sharing the good news. And He's not going to let anything get in His way. And so the three stories that Jesus tells and Luke 15 are stories about mission. And Jesus is explaining to the scribes and Pharisees why he is doing what he is doing. And so the first story is about a shepherd who has 100 sheep. And one day he goes out and he only finds 99. Um, you know, he must have really been looking. It's kind of, you know, you look at 99 sheep and you look at 100 sheep, it looks the same. Um, but but he, he noticed something is, is incomplete. Something's off. One sheep is missing. And he leaves the 99, which is a bold move, and he goes out to find the one. Now, most shepherds would not take this risk And what we learn here is that mission is risky. Mission means that we go from focusing our attention inward to focusing it outward. And now the scribes and the Pharisees, who were one of the groups that Jesus is telling this story to, they were concerned with protecting the group. They were looking inward. But Jesus is concerned about mission. And he is reaching out to the lost. And following in the footsteps of Jesus means we are going to have to look outward. We're going to have to take some risk. And that's what this shepherd did. He left that 99 in order to go out and to search for the one. And once he found that lost sheep, he puts it on his shoulders and he goes back home. And we might think that that's the end of the story, but it's not. It's not. When he gets back home, he he throws a party and he invites his friends and he invites his neighbors to rejoice with him. And he celebrates the finding of the lost sheep by opening his home and, and sharing his food with the people who live near him. And they come to know about his mission and they rejoice with him. And the second story is about a woman who has ten silver coins and loses one. And like the shepherd, she recognizes that her stack of coins is incomplete. One is missing. So she lights a lamp and and she sweeps the house and she's a, a woman on a mission. She will not stop until she finds her lost coin. She searches the entire house until it is found And then she also invites her friends and her neighbors to to celebrate with her once it's found. And they hear about her mission as they are eating and drinking in her house. And the third story is the one that we know best. In fact, it's probably the most famous story that Jesus tells. It's about a father who has two sons. And the youngest son comes to his father, and he asks for his inheritance while the father is still alive. And the father gives him his inheritance, and the son takes it, and he goes out, and he squanders it. He wastes it. He, he spends it on prostitutes and reckless living until finally he has nothing left, and he is destitute. And he's forced to eat pig food so that he doesn't go hungry. And he reaches a point where you know he's thinking about his life and he decides that he'll go home and he'll he'll beg for a job from his father. And he's hoping that his father will simply hire him on as a servant. He doesn't expect that his father will take him back as a son because of what he's done. And when he gets close to home, His father spots him and he runs to him and he embraces him. And as in the other stories, the the father throws a party and he has his servants prepare an extravagant feast and he invites people to come and to, to celebrate with them. And his son, who was lost, he's now been found. Now, the the first two stories, they end with the party, but this one, it continues on. And you'll remember that this story begins, the first line there is about two brothers. But the older one doesn't make an appearance until the end. And we learn that the older brother, he comes from the field, and so he's been out and he's been working all day. And when he approaches the house, what does he hear? He hears music and he hears dancing and he says, what's all this about? And he learns that his father is throwing a party because his brother has returned home. But instead of rejoicing, he grows angry and he refuses to go to the party. And so the father comes out to him. He, he comes to console this older brother, but he's still angry and he cannot accept that a party is being thrown for his brother. This, this brother who has wronged his father. This brother who has wasted. His inheritance. And the story ends. It ends like several of Jesus' other stories. Without a conclusion. And so we're not told what happens. You know. Did the brother finally go into the party? Did he continue to be bitter and angry and refuse to celebrate? The listener must decide how it ends. So what are we to make of these three stories? Well, the first two are are very similar. You know, the, the, the shepherd and the woman, they... They both recognize immediately that something is wrong. A sheep is missing, a coin is lost, and things are not as they should be, and so they seek to fix it. And, and we should do the same. The most obvious comparison is that we should take notice of those around us. And if we notice that someone is struggling, or if we notice that someone has you know, stopped attending worship or something like that, we should be aware of this and We should see what's going on with them. And we should also notice that things are not as they should be with many people that we encounter. The world is not right, people's lives are not right. And part of our mission, what we're called to, is to seek to make things right. This is what the shepherd does, this is what the woman does. They seek what is lost. And they don't wait for someone else to do it for them. As soon as they uh, notice that something is lost, they act. And the question is, are we willing to do the same? Now, there are several noticeable differences in the third story. Uh, first, there is no seeking. Now, it seems as if the father is looking for his son to come home. You know, he, he's possibly going out and he's, he's watching that road every day and this is why he sees his son while he's still far off. He's concerned for his son. But neither the father nor the older brother go out and seek after him. And second, the father recognizes that his younger son is lost. In verse 24 he says, This my son was dead and is alive again. And this gets repeated at the very end of the story as well. What the father does not seem to recognize is that his older son is lost as well. The son that is loyal and the son that that never leaves him is just as lost as the younger son who goes off and who wastes his inheritance. And third, there is the refusal of the older son to celebrate. And so in every other story, everyone is happy to celebrate. You know, everyone loves a party. Everyone loves a a good meal and singing and dancing. And so this refusal of the son to celebrate tells us that something's wrong. He, He has a heart problem. And he does not love his brother as he should. The differences in the final story should remind us that we are to be a people who notice the lost, seek after them, and rejoice when they are found. This is the model that we find in the first two stories. And this is the model that we are to follow. We are to be a people on mission, seeking, serving, and sharing. And finally, we learn that mission is not always easy. In fact, it requires that that we have a heart for the lost. And so this chapter begins with the scribes and Pharisees, and they're complaining that Jesus is eating with sinners and tax collectors, And again, there were good, in fact, I would say there were very good reasons for the Jewish people not to like tax collectors. They collected money that they were not supposed to take. They got rich off of poor people. They were not good people. But here's the thing. Mission is not about judgment. And if you judge everyone you meet, then you're going to be terrible at mission. Because our mission is to go to people whose lives are broken. We are going to find people to seek after people who have done some awful things. And if our first response is to judge them, then we are not sharing the good news with them because the gospel, the good news, is that they can be forgiven for whatever it is they've done. God is a God of grace. And we see this in the final story. Uh, the, The younger son receives grace from his father. He receives what he does not deserve. When he returns home, his father does not treat him as he should. He treats him better than he should. And he runs to him and he embraces him and he gives him his best robe and he puts a ring on his finger and he throws him a party and he doesn't worry about the expense. He invites the whole town to attend. Now the older son, he comes along and... uh, He looks at this, and he thinks this is not fair. And you know what? He's right. It is not fair. None of it's fair. And that's why it's grace. And Jesus leaves the story open-ended. He allows us to choose how it's going to end. So the scribes and the Pharisees, they were acting like the older brother. They were upset that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and uh, these tax collectors who had defrauded them. But Jesus, He's a man on a mission. He came to seek and save the lost. And He comes to serve everyone. He comes to share the good news with Jews and Gentiles and sinners and even tax collectors. And so we're left with the same decision that the scribes and Pharisees had to make long ago. Are we going to be a people who are inward focused? Are we going to be a people who become upset when someone welcomes a sinner? Are we going to cry, that's unfair? Or are we going to follow the example of Jesus and choose to be a people on mission? Are we going to go out and and search for sinners? Are we going to invite them into our homes and, and share a meal with them? Are we going to serve them? Are we going to share the good news with them? The choice is up to us. Here's a story about a man with two sons. You choose how it ends.